Hello, I'm Bruce Muley, and you're listening to the Treasury Insights podcast series. It's safe to say working capital is not a new concept for most, but we are experiencing a renewed focus as the markets realign to a different economic climate. Cash is not free anymore, and of course that means the cost of internal funding and idle balances is increasing. Managing short-term cash and liquidity is recognised as a core remit of Treasury. However, Treasury's role in managing operational cash or working capital along the enterprise business cycle is less well established. For some treasurers, managing the dynamics of working capital is a new challenge that demands a cross-enterprise approach. It also requires a level of process insight and transparency that challenge even the most advanced treasury's operational capability. The link between working capital and an on-time treasury is clear. Every element of working capital is about timing, meeting a need when it is needed and the ability to actively manage the levers of working capital. I'm increasingly being asked by treasurers about how they can improve their approach and what new tools or technologies are emerging that can be leveraged to this end. I'm delighted to be joined today by Sydney Trin, Senior Treasury Manager, and Karan Sahota, Corporate Treasury Manager of Workday. Welcome, Sydney and Karan. Hello, Bruce. Thank you for having me. Yes, hello, Bruce. Thank you for having me as well. So Sydney, working capital is back on the radar, but traditionally it has not really been a core function of Treasury, at least not directly attributed to traditional Treasury operations. Two questions for you. What are the expectations of your C-suite? And secondly, do you think more Treasurers are getting involved in managing enterprise working capital? Yeah, Bruce, I agree with you. Traditionally, treasury operation tends not to focus on working capital. It's more of a daily management of cash. From a workday perspective, with the rate environment, working capital has increased so much. So more focus is to manage working capital to ensure capital discipline across the enterprise as we scale. And yes, working capital management is a core responsibility of treasury since we are the closest to managing cash and overall liquidity. Treasury also maintains strong relationship with AR and AP teams on cash management and forecasting, so they should be setting the tone for effective working capital management. In some organizations, Treasury has ownership of AR and AP teams, so in those cases, Treasury has a strong mandate for effective working capital management. So, Karen, maybe back to you. Working capital benchmarks by industry groups are regularly published and often asked for internally from senior management. This analysis typically centers on the cash conversion cycle. How valuable do you think this analysis is? Thanks, Bruce. I think the working capital benchmarks is extremely valuable, but not enough to make a holistic decision about working capital since it is data that is driven off what is available in public filings. So it naturally has some limitations. Having an insight into working capital for peers is always beneficial, because their cash conversion cycle metrics allow you to give you a view into what the industry might look like or what those same working capital metrics might look like at a competitor that is very similar in nature to the organization that you're working for. Thanks, Karen. So just to recap, you're saying it is insightful, but perhaps maybe not actionable. That is correct. I would prefer a hybrid approach, and that includes external benchmarking working capital metrics, as well as 
analyzing the internal processes, which is the source to pay cycle and the order to cash cycle to identify efficiencies. Ultimately, when you go in and analyze the detailed data, you can find those process level efficiencies and that would give you an idea into past payment patterns, invoicing cycles, and potentially also give you an idea of the payment terms for customers and suppliers. I think a key part of this internal analysis is also having a strong cross-functional collaboration for all stakeholders that are involved in the source to pay cycle and the order to cash cycle, because that is what is gonna set the tone for a balanced working capital focused culture across the organization. So the old adage of the devil is in the detail holds true for working capital. Absolutely. And that's what makes it more effective. And how different parts of the business are managing cash across the enterprise. I think it is very critical to have that level of visibility into the AR and AP processes so that you can actually go and identify which part of those processes are really causing the drain on your cash conversion cycle. Thanks, Karen. Back to you, Sydney. What has been the approach at Workday to managing working capital, and where do you think this could be improved? Our approach is regular collaboration with AP and AR teams to ensure that payment and collection discipline. But management has a lot of renew and energy focus on managing working capital in details, even though we're cash rich, but we want to ensure that we have the capital discipline across the organization as opportunity cost increase, especially in the rising rate environment. In terms of improvement to the point that Karen had made, it's uh, you just need to have a deep dive into our payment and collection patterns using past data and identify if there is a problem. You can only do so much reading into the financial filing, every company has a different business model. So it's very hard to compare from that standpoint. It's a good baseline, but at the end of the day, you need to dive into the details of your practice. Thanks, Sydney. And Karen, we've talked a lot about the importance of approach and process improvements, detailed data analysis, and truly understanding the end-to-end AP and AR process in your case. But do you think there is a time and place for financing solutions? For instance, have you looked at any bank and or financial solutions to expedite receivables or extend payables on a DPO base? So Bruce, this is a really interesting piece which we have looked at briefly, but not in depth yet. We are open to those financing solutions if they make economic sense for Workday and its shareholders. Currently, we still are in the process of analyzing our historical payment and collection patterns based on the detailed data analysis that we're doing with our AR and AP partners. And so solutioning, to me, is the natural next step after the stage is completed. At this point, it would be premature to move forward with any sort of financing solution until we fully understand the scope of what we're trying to address first to optimize our working capital. Okay, thanks, Karen. I think it would also be remiss not to talk about the technology and data that underpins everything we've discussed so far. I'm going to get you both to respond to this series of questions. And the 
first one up is, what are some of the steps treasurers can take to build that enabling operational capability which we talked about, the ability to report upwards to senior management, and then also the ability to drill down into the transactional level data along that process. How can treasurers start to build up that capability? Maybe I'll go to you first, Sydney. So there's no magic wand available to enable the operational capability. Unfortunately, there's not one size fit all technology solution that we're seeing in the marketplace. So having a thorough understanding of our process in the organization and the current technology used in those processes and ensuring a seat at the table if stakeholders in those processes are considering implementing new technologies. Karan, feel free to add if there's anything else. You couldn't have said it any better. Keeping a pulse on the latest innovations in the source to pay or order to cash space is definitely something that treasurers can do to help their procurement, sales, and contract teams within the organization to take the necessary steps to onboard that technology and help build that operational capability. Thanks both. So I'm going to add a couple of follow-up questions here. And the first one is, do you think you have the right access to the right data and or information to do what you need to do? Great question, Bruce. Having gone through this process with you and Karan, having access to data and the right visibility is core to managing working capital. We wouldn't be able to analyze or pinpoint issue if we don't have access to the right data. So as an ERP software company, we're very fortunate to have all that data. The challenge is how do you mine that data and how do you interpret it? I would have to agree with what Sydney just said. Being an ERP that markets its software to external customers, I think we're fortunate that all our data resides in one system. And so what that does is it creates a data repository for all the data that we need to analyze our past payment and collection behavior. I also do feel that even though you have the data, ensuring that the data has the highest amount of quality and the integrity is critical to generating those interpretations that Sydney talked about earlier from it and ensuring that the data quality exists is another critical level of information that is needed. Perhaps staying on data for a bit longer, in an on-time world, would getting on-demand or intraday data via APIs, would that help you in optimizing working capital? APIs, in my opinion, are fairly new. And I do know that a lot of integrations are now API-related that is helping treasury functions across different companies have access to the real-time data. I do think it could be beneficial from a working capital standpoint to have and see when the AR or the AP side of things at the transaction level, how they are playing out on a day-to-day basis. And so having the flexibility with intraday data or real-time data can really give you access to the data on a daily basis, even on an hourly basis sometimes, to see how your working capital is being managed across the organization. I'm gonna throw in a little unscripted question here. The more forensic analysis you've been doing into the flow of cash across the business, have you been surprised at any of the conclusions or any of the insights you've gained from that? 
plenty of surprise. Once you dig into the data, then you, <laughs> that's where you find opportunities. Exactly. Maybe just to finish off on this, if there was a working capital genie and the genie gave you two wishes, what would you wish for? I would say the negative cash conversion cycle where we have an extended DPO and a very reduced DSO. Okay, no confusion there, straight to outputs and results. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Karan, negative cash conversion. That's everybody wish, right? I think working toward that goal, baby step, narrowing that conversion cycle. And then at some point, if you can get to the negative cash conversion cycle, that's the ultimate. Excellent. Well, this has been a great conversation and working capital is definitely a topic where the details matter. There's clearly a lot of opportunity for treasurers to play a broader role in supporting the business and in refining the processes that contribute to cash flow. Being on time is what drives working capital. Working capital is also a critical element of any merger or acquisition transaction. And that is the topic that we'll be discussing on our next podcast, where we will apply our on-time treasury approach to the challenge of M&A. For now, I want to thank our guests, Sydney Trin and Karen Sahota from Workday. Thank you, boys, for having us. It's been a very interesting conversation, and I'm sure this topic comes up regularly with treasurer and CFO working capital. It's uh, highly important, especially in a rising rate environment. Yes, thank you, Bruce. This was definitely an interesting conversation. I'm Bruce Muley, and you've been listening to Sydney Trim and Karen Sahota of Workday. Thank you for listening to the Treasury Insights podcast series. Bank of America is the marketing name used by certain global banking and global markets businesses of Bank of America Corporation, lending other commercial banking activities and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America NA member FDIC. Copyright 2023, Bank of America Corporation. All rights reserved.